Thank you, Jesus, for this night. Thank you, Lord. God, we love you so much. Thanks that we can go and play volleyball out in the, out in the parking lot, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for this awesome place. Thank you for this youth ministry, Father. Uh, thank you so much uh, for each and every person in here tonight, Lord. I pray that uh, people will be concentrated on the message that you want them to hear tonight, that we can be energetic, uh, that we're overflowing, and now we're going to learn how we can be on fire for you, God. Because you're amazing. You're, you're so worth it, God. You sent your son to die for us for all the stuff. You loved us before we even loved you, God. While people spit on you and hated you, God, down here on earth, you just loved us and said, forgive them. I love them so much. You sent your son for us. It's so amazing, Lord. So thank you that we're able to approach you freely, God. They were able to go after you and seek you, and you chose us. You love us so much, God. It just never stops. Thank you for your unrelenting love, just unfailing, nonstop love, Lord. So I just pray that your fire gets to show up here tonight, God. We welcome your presence. We welcome the Holy Spirit. Come and flow in this room. Take over. We love you. In Jesus' name, we said, amen. Amen. Awesome. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, you're on fire. Turn to your other neighbor and say, so are you. You're on fire. You're on fire. You're on fire. On fire right now. Check out that guy. He is literally on fire as he's walking. On fire. We're going to talk about We're going to talk about being on fire tonight. We're going to talk about being on fire. Last week we talked about overflowing overflowing, being so full of God, being so full of the Holy Spirit, they were literally pouring out. Remember, I was pouring out water last time. It was like coming out of the water bottle and all that. You guys remember that? I had gone on three hours of sleep, and I asked God in the morning. I said, God, I need to be awake today. Fill me up, Lord. Holy Spirit, come and just wreck me all day long. And I had so much excitement. You guys remember that. I was super pumped up. I was literally ready to run a marathon. I was super pumped. So that's being overflow, like you're overflowing. But tonight we're going to talk about being on fire. And being on fire for God, being on fire is great. It's good. It's what we want. It's amazing. Here's a, here's a scripture for you. Hebrews 12, 29. For God is a consuming, for our God is an all-consuming fire. When you look up fire in the Bible, there's a lot of intense things that it talks about, but there's a couple really, really good things where it talks about being on fire for God, letting God set us on fire, letting, uh, be, allowing God to come into us and set us on fire so that we're literally on fire for him. Amen. That's right. If you like something and you agree with it, you say amen audibly. This is a this is an interaction here. You guys say amen. I want to talk to an alive crowd tonight. Yeah? Everybody say amen. Get used to it. That's it. That means keep going. I like what you're saying. Keep going. Amen. Being on fire. That's what we're talking about. Okay, we're going to go to our first, our first clip, our first uh, portion here. We're gonna, I'm going to tell you a story out of Luke. Anybody? Dr. Luke. He's from the New Testament. Dr. Luke is one of the four Gospels of the New Testament. So this story 
is about the road to Emmaus. This is a story about a few believers that are traveling to a town called Emmaus. They're traveling. They're believers of Christ. Jesus had just been crucified, and it's been a few days. It's been about three-ish days since Jesus had been crucified. Okay, so these guys, having seen what just happened to Jesus, he was nailed to a cross, he, he was crucified, and he died. So these guys are believers of Christ. They knew he was awesome, and these dudes are walking along. So this is what the Scripture says. That same day, two of them were walking to the village of Emmaus, about seven miles out of Jerusalem. They were deep in conversation going over all of these things that had just happened. In the middle of their talk and questions, Jesus came up. Jesus, who had died, came up, walked along, walked along with them, but, but they weren't able to recognize him. He didn't allow them to be able to recognize him just yet. And this is for a purpose. So he asked, what is this you're discussing so intently as you guys walk along? They just stood there, long-faced. They looked like they had lost their best friend. Could you imagine these guys that are just walking? They looked like they had just lost their best friends. And then one of them said his, his name was Cleopas. Cleopas? said, are you the only one in Jerusalem who has, who has not heard what's happened these last few days? I mean, it's crazy that this character had not heard of what had just happened. The Son of God, that, that the Son of God was just brutally murdered. And they're like, wait, you didn't hear that? What's going on? So the guy goes, it's Jesus. He says, what has happened? They said, these things that happened to Jesus of Nazarene, he was a man of God, a prophet, dynamic in work and word, blessed by both God and all the people. Then our high priests and leaders betrayed him, got to him, uh, got him sentenced to death, and then crucified him. We had our hopes upon that he was the one, and the one about to deliver Israel. It is now the third day since it's happened, but now some of our women have completely confused us. They've been, they, they're all lost. They don't know what to do. People are just, this is like chaos for, for Jesus followers. This is chaos times because he had just been killed. Earlier this morning, they were at the tomb, and they couldn't find his body. So Jesus was laid in a tomb, and when somebody went up there three days later, the tomb the, the, the stone had been moved, and there's nobody in there. Jesus' body had disappeared. It was not there. They came back with the story that they had a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of our friends went off to the tomb to check, and they found it empty, as the women had said, but they didn't, they didn't see Jesus at all. This is what these guys are telling this character, which is Jesus. And then verse 25 to 27, they said, uh, then he said to them, so, this, is, this is what Jesus said to them, so thick-headed, so slow-hearted, why can't you simply believe that all the prophets said? Don't you see that these things had to happen, that the Messiah had to suffer and only enter into his glory, and then enter into his glory? Then he started at the beginning of the books 
of Moses and went on through the prophets, pointing out everything in the scriptures that referred to him. So Jesus begins explaining all the books, everything that was right, everything that was in front of him. Jesus just starts explaining all this stuff to him, starts sharing scripture with them. They came to the edge of the village where they were headed. He acted as if he was going on without them, but then they, they pressed in him and they said, hey, come and, come and hang with us. Come have supper with us. It's, an, it's, a, it's nearly evening. The, the day is almost gone. So he went in with them. And here's what happened. He sat down at the table with them, taking the bread. He blessed it and then broke it and gave it to them. At that moment, when Jesus broke the bread, blessed it, and he passed it to them, at that moment, their eyes were opened wide, and they recognized him. And as soon as they recognized him that that's Jesus, Jesus disappears. Back and forth they talked. Didn't we feel on fire as if he conversed with, with us on the road as he opened up the scriptures for us? This is what these guys say to each other. They're like, wow, that was Jesus. He was hanging out with us. We, we felt like we were on fire when he was talking to us, when he shared the scriptures with us. We felt like we were on fire. This is what God wants for the heart of every single believer. That's, I believe that is, why, that is why Jesus decided to disguise himself and share with them. Can't you guys just believe what you just can't, you can't believe you need to, that's the whole part of faith is faith isn't from things that we have to see. We just believe it. You don't have to see it, right? This is, the, this is what God wants for every single believer. He wants us to be absolutely consumed with him. And he's jealous for us. He wants us to put nothing ahead of him. Him first. That's the first commandment. No other gods except for me. That's it. God wants to completely, he wants us completely consumed with, with him. Nothing else. That's it. Be completely consumed with him. He wants us to be fully alive, fully on fire, fully consumed with him so that we can share the gospel, so we can love on people, share this message, see, see miracles and healings and bring them. We have active gifts to be able to do this. This is what God wants for every single believer. He wants us completely consumed with God, and he wants to have an intimate, personal, and personal relationship with each and every single person, which means my relationship with God is much different from Kennedy's relationship, which is much different from her relationship, which is different from Whitney's. It's it's all, it, they're different. They're not the same. If Whitney wants to talk to God, she doesn't need to come and ask me. She can talk to him on her own because she has her own relationship with him. This is what God wants in, for each and every single one of you guys. Yeah, come on. Amen to that. Thank you. I don't need that. <laughs> this is awesome. God's a personal God, you guys. He's personal. We're created in his image. He's personal. He loves us. He wants to hang out with us. He wants us to talk to us. He wants us to talk to him. And that's what, exactly what Jesus did to these guys. Jesus is fully alive, beat the grave. He defeated the cross. He comes back, reveals himself, and he's like, yo, here I am. You guys, you guys need to believe. This is it. And then when those guys realized, they're like, whoa. When this guy was sharing scripture with us, it was like we were on fire. This is awesome. So that scripture obviously started a fire, yeah? So check this out. We need to be 
This is where we need to be in our, in our relationship with God. This is where we need to be. This is where you guys need to be. This is where everybody needs to be. We need to be able to start a fire with our faith. Yeah? We need to be able to start a fire. So you say, how do, we, how do I start that fire? How do I start the fire for God? Well, how do you start any fire? You light a match. You light a match. Right? What is a match? It's an ignition source. It's the starter of a fire. So in our faith with God, a match is like a prayer. Yeah? When you start praying, that's like lighting a match. It's good? Some of you guys are visual people, so you need to see this. Some of you guys are visual, so you know it's coming. A match is an ignition source, yeah? Okay. When you start when you start praying to God, your faith gets ignited. A stirring starts, yeah? So this is us and we need to start praying. This is what happens when you pray. It starts the flame. This is what happens when you start praying. It starts that flame, gets it going. Gets the stirring going. This is eventually going to go inside of you. This is, the, this is the beginning. When you start praying to God, you don't need a Bible degree. You don't need to, any of that stuff. You just pray simply out of your heart. Uh, hi, God. Uh, um, hi. I love you. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, thank you, God, for calling me by my name. You know me. It doesn't matter. It's just simple. God just loves to be able to talk to you. He'll love any word that comes out of you. He loves it. If your heart is for him and your heart is good, he loves that. He knows your heart. He knows us completely. So when you start praying, that's the match. That's the match that gets your faith going. Yeah? This is the ignition source for your faith. When you start praying to God, it's like a match that just starts a flame. Right? That praying causes a stirring. That's what those guys said. They're like, wow, we're getting stirred I felt like I was on fire when he was sharing scripture. So scripture, God's word, the living word of God, this is fuel. For a Christ follower, this is fuel right here. This is going to add fuel to a fire. So I used to be a firefighter, and I went to Fire Academy for six months, and they taught me in Fire Academy. They taught us about fire, about the science of fire. Raise your hand if you got, like, science. Whoop, whoop. My wife loves science. She's amazing. She loves science. She's so intelligent, so smart. Love you, honey. Um, that's my wife right there. She's beautiful. She's amazing. Her name's Valerie. Amen. Amen to science. So, fire needs three things to be happening. You ready for this? Fire needs oxygen. Fire needs a chemical chain reaction, like heat, right, or something like that, right? Heat, and it also needs fuel. Thank you. It needs three things. If you take one of those things away from fire, there will be no more fire. If you take oxygen out of a room, fire goes out. If you take away the chemical chain reaction, there's no more fire. If you take away the fuel, no more fire. There's nothing else for it to burn. Scripture is like adding fuel to your fire. 
Okay, when you take a prayer and you start, you light the match, right? You start praying. That's starting your, starting the fire. Here's the fuel that's going to get you burning. Here's the fuel that's going to get you on fire for God right here. Okay? God is fire. Hebrews 12, 29, like I said earlier. For our God is an all-consuming fire. Yeah? God's an all-consuming fire. He puts this fire inside of us if we allow him to, but it's up to us to want to actually start a fire, to actually get it going. Yeah? God's not going to thank you. Amen. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. We need to start fires. Oh, my gosh. Faith fires. Faith. Your faith fire. It's up to us to fan the flame, keep the fire burning, to keep choosing to add fuel to it, to keep choosing to light the match. It's up to us. God's not going to force faith on us. He's not going to force us whatsoever. God is fire. The Holy Spirit is what's going to act like the wind. Okay, do you guys know what to do? When you, when you, when you have a fire, if you go like that and you, you have some wind on it, it's going to make it spread. Yeah? Thank you. That wind, when you do that to a fire and it starts to spread it, that's like the Holy Spirit coming into your world. That's what the, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Right? Here's the thing. The enemy, Satan, wants to completely stomp out your fire. He wants to completely steal it. He wants to kill it, and he wants to destroy it. He wants to pour all kinds of, just, he just wants to smother it. He just wants to suppress it. He wants it done. He wants it out, and he'll, he, will do, he will do anything and everything to get your fire for God completely put out. <sighs> but you cannot let that happen. You're, you need to get to a point where your fire for God is so strong that the enemy cannot put it out. There's no way the enemy is going to be able to put out that fire because it's still going to be going. When God sets a fire, it never goes out. God sets a fire and never goes out, ever. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Even if I'm not choosing him and I stray away from him, he's always there. He's always there. He's always for me. It never stops. It's always constant. His love for us is amazing, you guys. It's amazing. Amen. His fire is all-consuming. If you want that fire inside of you, you got to go after it. We're going to. We're about to light a bunch of matches. We're about to light a bunch of matches. Come on. You got to get to a point where you want that fire so bad, you just don't care about what other people say. You just don't care about what they say about you. You just keep going. You just keep going. You don't stop. And when that fire starts to get inside of you and you're lighting all kinds of matches, you're praying all the time, you're adding fuel to it, you're letting the Holy Spirit... With the, let the wind come in and just keep it going, and it starts raging. I'm telling you guys, it takes over your entire body. It takes you over to literally to the point of you are filled with so much fire for God, and you love everybody that nobody can do anything that's going to totally bum you out. It doesn't matter. It, I mean, honestly, it'll just change your entire life if you allow it to. It's, a, it's your choice to allow this to happen to you. 
You get so pumped, you're overflowing, and you're on fire. Nothing anybody says to you will totally, will bum you out whatsoever. You just have so much continuing love and grace for them that it just doesn't stop. Because even when you get around your friends that don't believe in God, that have never believed in God, even if they don't believe in God just by hanging out with you, they're still going to not be, they will not be able to deny that you have heat on you, that something's happening. There's something inside of you that's different. You cannot deny heat. People can deny God all they want. You cannot deny heat. When you have the fire of God inside of you and you have heat coming off of you, people are going to be able to feel that. They're like, dude, there's something different about this guy. There's something different. I don't know what it is. I mean, he, he says that he believes in God. So I, 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 I mean, but it's working for him. So like maybe I should, I, I don't know. I mean, that sounds good. I mean, whew, that, that guy's on fire. He just loves God so much. Oh my gosh. It's insane. This is what your life can be like. This is what your life should be like. This is what God wants for us. He wants us to be on fire. He wants us to live out of the overflow. He doesn't call us to a boring life. No way. Come on. The very fact that you're alive, the fact that your heart is beating, <laughs> that is God saying yes to your life. He's saying, I got purpose for you. I got plans for you. Get moving. Get the fire started. Light a whole thing of fires. Pray often. Light fires often. Add more fuel to it. Open the Bible. Go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Just start reading from there. Oh, my goodness. It's so good, you guys. When you get filled up with God, you feel like, I mean, that feeling is inside of you. It's just like it gets to your bones. You're like, I just, I'm so pumped. I'm just so excited. I just want to just want to share Jesus with people. I just want to love people. I want to be Jesus any way possible, whatever it looks like. If I see somebody who's injured, I'm going to pray healing over them because Jesus wants to heal. Oh, my goodness. You start believing in your family getting saved. You start believing in your grandma or your grandparents, people who have never believed in God whatsoever. But they can't deny that you are so in love with God and you're so consumed that it spreads onto them. You guys have influence. Yeah? You guys are amazing. Right where you are, God has positioned you, has placed you. There's no such thing as the junior Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. Anybody, just because nobody, just because I'm the only one up here does not mean you guys cannot have the fire of God. It's no different. I was, I am just like you. We are the same. Just because I'm holding a mic, it does not matter. You can have the same fire, but you got to want it. God's not going to force it on you. You got to want it. You got to seek him. You got to light matches. You just got to keep lighting matches. And when people are like, why are you doing that? It doesn't make any sense. You just keep lighting matches. And you just keep on loving because that's what Jesus does for us. I mean, honestly, when I share Jesus with people, I just share what he's done for me. This is what the Bible says. Right when you accept God into your heart, you have everything you need to share right then. You don't need a Bible degree. You don't need four years of college. That stuff is great. It totally helps. It has you understand God more. But you are ready right now where you are right now. You are ready to start fires. Let's start some fires. Who wants to start some fires? Right now where you are, right now where you are, let's start praying. We need to start lighting the match. We need to light a match. So right now where you are, turn to the people next to you. Get around in like two or three people right next to you and just start praying. Start praying over your school Start spraying over the fire of God to take over your life, your family's life, to whatever it is, whatever need it is, let's, let's meet it. God wants to meet it. Start praying right now. Use your words, audible. Just start praying, everybody. Let's start lighting some matches. Come on, let's start praying. The only way. Come on.
Light a match. Light a match. Pray big prayers. Pray big things. Don't go small. Pray big. God is a huge God. He's amazing. Pray big prayers, you guys. Ask what you want. Okay. I'm going to pray, and Austin's going to prophesy, or he's going to do whatever he wants. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells him to do, he's going to do it. <clears throat> he's going to do it, whatever it is. No, it doesn't have to be a spoken word. Whatever God puts on your heart to share, that's what was meant to be said. Okay, I'm going to pray. As I'm praying, <clears throat> I want to hear audible words. I want to hear amen. I want to I hear hallelujahs. If you agree with what is happening or what is being said, you say amen. Don't be afraid to say it. Come on. You guys ready? I'm going to pray, and then Austin's going to release something. I just feel like, hey, we're gathered in, we're gathered in Jesus' name. He's here right now. I want you guys to start getting used to. I want you guys to start getting used to. When you start praising God, you start worshiping him, his presence is there. If it's, it feels great. God is here. Holy Spirit is here. He is present with us. We recognize it. It's amazing. It changes the atmosphere. It does what it wants. It's awesome. It comes in love. It's just dropping down. I pray you guys are feeling some heat right now. You're feeling, you're feeling the starting of a fire, a be, the beginning of a starting of a fire. The fire that got placed in my heart when I was in sixth grade to do what I'm doing right now was placed all the way back then. It was a fire that God threw into my heart, and it never stopped. It just kept going. It just kept going. When God sets a fire, he doesn't put it out. Come on. Amen, somebody. Amen. Okay, I'm going to pray. We're going to pray for a few. You ready? Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, woo! We pray for the fire, Lord. We, we worship you, Lord. We, we, we welcome you uh, in, this, in this place, God. Thank you for sending oh, the Holy Spirit. Thank you. The Holy Spirit is present. God, your presence is here with us right now. We recognize it. It's amazing. It's taking over the atmosphere, God. This message is nothing that I could have shared, Lord. This is all from you. This is truth from the fuel. This is truth from the scriptures, God. <sighs> Lord, we love you so much, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming and invading this place. Thank you for, for having your way, coming in through us, God, and working on our hearts. You know us so well, God. <sighs> Thank you for every beat of our heart. Thank you for every day. It's a gift to be here. God, it's a gift. We thank you for joy. We thank you for peace and righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Increase more and more fire in people's lives in here. All the youth in here, God, thank you for them. There's no such thing as junior Holy Spirit. There's only Holy Spirit. That's it. So each and every single one of them carry the kingdom of God in them. And when people come in contact with them, they're going to know this because they're going to feel the heat over every single person in here, Lord. God, and I pray against anybody who says, oh, this, this, this service, this church, just, there's a couple leaders here, whatever it is. I've heard you guys say it. There's too many people that are religious around here. <laughs> I guarantee you we're not religious. I do not want to be that. That is not what we're going for here. We're going for Jesus and only Jesus and forever Jesus. So that's who we're praying to. That's who we love. God, you're amazing. You're amazing, God. There's no, there's no hold down bar on what's going on right now, God. This is just freedom in this place. 
for you to be able to come and worship to the people in here, get us filled up, get fires lit and started so that we can go out to our schools, we can go out to our houses, and we could just be children of God that are absolutely consumed and on fire for you, God, that this fire just gets started in people's hearts and it never stops. It never goes out. It just gets it just gets fanned and it gets flamed and more fuel gets added to it. I pray that people that came into this room will leave change. They'll go home and they'll be like, I'm going to read the Bible for real. I'm going to get in the word, whether it's just a couple scriptures, Lord. They're going to seek you, God. And I just pray that you be with them during that time. Just increase into life. Increase into them. Just You breathe the breath of life into us, Father. And that's you saying you love us. Your perfect love, God. Thank you for it, Jesus. This all-consuming fire, it just gets us going. It just gets the heat moving in our body. And it's because of what your son did for us on the cross, God. Oh, it's so amazing. Thank you for the cross, God. Thank you for your perfect love, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you've called us to 2016. The time is now, Lord. Thank you so much, God. I pray for boldness and for each and every single person. Put your Guys, everybody, put your hands out. Put your hands out. You're going to receive a word from God. You're going to receive a word from God. So when you receive a word from God, it's like receiving a gift. So put your hands out like you're going to receive a gift. Ready? (laughs) Fire for all you guys. Fire. Keep your hands out. Keep your hands out. God, I pray for fire for every single person in this life to be completely consumed by God. I just pray for it in Jesus' name. I ask you, God, fire for every single person in this room where they've been weak in the the past, where they haven't lit a match, they haven't added any fuel, or they didn't even know that they could do that, Lord. God, I just pray that they know that now, and they take bold steps to do that, Father. Pray for boldness and the fires to be lit that will never go out in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for what you're about to share that's coming out of my brother Austin right now, God. Thank you for it, Jesus. I think uh, sometimes we think having a relationship with God can be complex, right? I don't know, you guys ever feel that? Like maybe God's far off or maybe he's not where you are or where you're at. I don't know, maybe sometimes, I don't know, I think we make our relationship with God too complex, when in all reality, he just wants to talk to you. Because that's what a relationship is, right? It's like conversing. It's just talking one-on-one with each other. And we're talking about fire tonight. And we want this fire of, of God inside of us. But that comes from relationship. It comes from that spark. It comes from, like Kingsley saying, just opening your mouth and speaking. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so for you guys, like, God's just waiting for you guys. God is waiting for you guys to just open your mouths and talk to him. He already knows what's going on, but just because you know what's going on doesn't mean you know what's actually, like, that the person wants to talk to you, you know? Like, you know when you, like, see someone, they're having a bad day, but they don't actually want to tell you they're having a bad day, but you can see it? Yeah, God wants to talk to you about your bad day. He doesn't want to just see that you're having a bad day. He wants to talk to you about it. And so I just encourage you guys, just like Kingsley was saying, like, open your mouths, like, open your hearts. Like, whether it's here, like, in this moment, whether it's by yourselves, I was just sharing with these guys over here. I was 17, 17, and I was driving home from youth group one night, and I always thought talking to God was weird. Uh, I just never was like, I don't know about that, like talking to God. Like, is he here? Like, is he really listening to me? Does he actually hear my thoughts and my prayers? And uh, I, just start, I was driving, and I just started, I just started flowing, I just, and I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop talking to God, and it was like, it was crazy. Do you guys, do you guys believe that God listens to your prayers? Like, do you guys, you guys listen to it? 
So when I was in fifth grade, and I'm just going to share this little story real quick. When I was in fifth grade, there was this girl I liked, all right? I haven't told Katie this story. You know, that was way back. But uh, so, <laughs> so this is for you, too. So, so I was in fifth grade, and there was this girl I liked, you know? And, like, you know, back in the day when, like, you, like, have those, like, flirts and stuff or whatever, those relationships are not really a relationship because I'm in fifth grade. Um, but you, like, you uh, take things from each other. So I had this girl's necklace, right? And, like, it was, like, a puka shell necklace back when those were cool. That's before your time. But uh, so I was wearing this puka shell necklace, and uh, I lost it. I lost this necklace. And I was like, oh, I can't find it. I can't find it. Like, it was like a week, and I had lost it. And this girl comes up to me at school. She's like, hey, if you're not going to wear that necklace anymore, like, I'll have it back. And I was like, oh, God, I don't even know where it's at. I was like, no, I got it at my house. I'll find it for you. You know, it's cool. Um, and so I go in my room, and I'm like sitting there, and I tell my mom, like, mom, I don't know where this necklace is. Mom, like, I don't know where this necklace is. My mom's like, have you prayed? Have you asked God where it is? And I'm like, Psh, no. Like, I'm in fifth grade. No, I haven't prayed about it. And she's like, pray. Let's pray real quick. And I was like, all right, God, you know where this necklace is. I just pray that, that I would just find it. God, I pray that I would find it. And my mom left the room. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I go back. I go to fall asleep. And I stretch my leg out. And as I stretch my leg out, I hear something fall onto the ground. And I was like, no, there's no way. And I go, I go to the ground by my bed, and the necklace was right there. There's no way I would have missed it. There's no way it would have been in my bed. God listens to your prayers, and he cares about what you guys are saying. So I'm going to pray. Can I pray real quick? That's cool. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you that you accept us exactly where we're at, that you don't call us to change. You don't call us to be perfect, because that's why you sent your son so we could be perfected through him. God, I pray that whatever's holding them back, whatever's holding these students back from talking to you, Lord God, that they wouldn't listen to it. They wouldn't listen to that voice that's nagging at them, telling them they're not good enough or um, that they're, they're not clean enough to talk to you, God, because you call us white as snow, and we get to approach your throne of grace with boldness, because we are perfected through your son. And so I pray that these students, that these young adults here, God, as you're raising them up, Lord Jesus, that they would just talk to you, that they would just start to talk to you and just create this relationship with you, that it doesn't have to be this complex thing, God, that you, you say you want to be our friend. I believe you are our friend, God, and relationships, they grow and they, they expand, and you, you just want to start by talking to them, God. And so I pray that they would begin to talk to you and that they would just begin to see you in things. God, I pray you'd open their eyes to see you in things, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would start to freak them out, Father God, and that random things would be happening, like that necklace or um, other random things, Lord God, where they could, like, see it, and they'd be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, there's no way that that happened. There's, that can't even be coincidence because, no, that was God. And so I just pray that they would see that and that they would be, yeah, just open and receptive to you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You're waking the odds to your king.